Hi, my name is Darren at HP Data Task. We're a team that seeks to demystify the sometimes confusing world of international tax planning and compliance. Visit us at HDA.tax or follow. We have over probably 2,000 articles, all free of charge, where you can research and, and explore the topics that may be of interest to you in your situation. And of course, if you want to engage with us, there, there's an option to just become a client on our website. Alternatively, you can have a look at our YouTube channel. We have over 1,000 videos, and we also have podcasts wherever you get your favorite podcasts. For those who prefer in-person in September 2023, so in, uh, this coming September, we'll be doing in-person events in Singapore on the first Monday in September, on the 12th in New York City, and on the 14th in Beverly Hills, California. Have a look at HGR Tax, and perhaps we'll see one of those events. Now, our practice works with business owners who are location independent and have the luxury of being based from wherever they want in the world, you know? As um, this is the third or fourth video that I'm doing a series of video, and the, the 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 common thread is this: don't outsource a decision. You know, buy tickets, jump on flights, and explore the world for yourself, and decide where you and your family would like to be or would like to spend time. Again, you don't have to spend time in one place. You can split your time between different places, just like when you're in the U.S. You could be in New York, but you can have a pad in in Florida or Texas or, or whatever. Similarly, you, you know, you could you, you can be in New York still, but you, you have a second home in Spain or in, you know, the Algarve in Portugal or in Punta del Este in Uruguay. So you have a lot of options. The world is our oyster. There's been some discussion, at least in some forums, about like up and coming destinations, jurisdictions. What are the, what's, what is the next so-and-so? What is the next Singapore? What is the next? We did a long, well, well, a relatively long, because we tend to do short video clips, but a, a relatively long video on this. If you go to our YouTube channel, you should do attacks and you just do a search for Miami, Dubai, Singapore, it'll pop up and, and you can see what I mean. So this is like a, a short version of what we explained in that long video. But, you know, the, the, the takeaway is my, my high school teacher, his, my history teacher used to say that those who don't learn the lessons of history are doomed to repeat it. What do I mean by that? Is that putting aside the hype from politicians and promoters that certain conditions make a jurisdiction a successful financial center. And I, I use the term financial center very, very purposefully because this world works based on money, on financial flows. And financial flows that are backed by military might, let's be completely honest. Uh, and that is the beating heart and the, and the circulatory system of the present world order. So that's why I'm focusing on financial centers. So there's certain conditions to make a financial center a financial center. At the top of the tier one jurisdiction, at the tier one level, the two main financial centers, obviously, New York and London. Contrary to what some people may say, I don't see them as being in competition with each other but they complement each other in a way to ensure the continued Anglo-American hegemony. That, that's just the way it is, from my point of view. I know that there are lots of China fans, because obviously I spent a lot of time in Asia, there are lots of China fans that, that are adamant that despite the downward demographic death spiral that China seems to be in versus the West, they're saying that, you know, hey, China is bigger, China is going to take over, this is China's century and stuff like that. Personally, I don't see that, but that's a conversation, that's a debate that that, that, you know, is healthy and should continue. So anyway, so whereas London and New York are indisputably global, 
from there you have regional financial centers and those regional financial centers create regional hubs where you would want to be based if you want to be in the right and the kind of sweet spot in any particular region right so in latin and when i say latin i mean latin american the caribbean it's miami right it's Miami. it's like one of the few places that you can get a direct flight probably the only place you can get a direct flight to uh, more caribbean islands and more latin american city than anywhere else uh arguably more so than panama and sao paulo which would be you know your your other options and that was a while ago i mean a couple of decades ago it was all about panama if people are old enough or were paying attention to remember that it's you know panama the expansion of the canal they were doing this offshore financial centers a free zone they you know the special companies that you can set up with tax benefits and the banking and stuff like that but then a few scandals later and the reality that in order for a financial center to be a financial center you must a regional financial center especially you must have political stability the rule of law and a business culture can do business culture and unfortunately things didn't work out for for, for panama and miami is still the undisputable the undisputed capital of Latin America and the Caribbean, from my point of view, if you're doing business across the region, you're going to have the HQ, you're going to have at least a treasury function, you're going to have some key corporate functions, you're going to be banking in Miami because, you know, Latin America has a not so good reputation when it comes to, uh, you know, when it comes to banking, there are too many banking crises. And yes, I know. There have been, it's been a kind of up and down kind of year in 2023 for US banks, but at least not a single depositor has lost money. And, and that's when you back by the, the strength of the US government. Whereas when similar things happened in, in Mexico and Argentina and Venezuela and Caribbean islands, not everyone can say that, you know, depositors aren't as protected. And so that, that level of confidence simply is not there. So anyway, that, that's Latin America for me. If you're in the Middle East and Africa, then I don't know if you remember, but there was a while ago where people were saying South Africa would be the next thing, you know, the next big thing, the next financial center when it was, when it was growing post, you know, post apartheid, early post apartheid period. I remember people talking about Mauritius at some point in time. Uh, but it's indisputably Dubai. And, uh, I mean, it is interesting that Dubai itself is a replacement uh, for those who are old enough and don't mean to give away my real age but for those who are old enough to remember beirut beirut in the 60s and 70s was what dubai is today so but the thing is that beirut went through its period of decline and it has issues and it created a vacuum which dubai stepped in to you know to, to take and and it's holding on to that crown quite jealously and understandably so so as long as in my point, from my point of view, as long as they maintain political stability, that rule of law and that can do business culture, they're going to be a hard act to beat. I know other jurisdictions like Saudi uh, are trying their thing to kind of almost to copy Dubai's playbook. But, you know, we, we'll see how, we'll, we'll see how that goes. And I think Dubai is very aware how precarious, uh, how precariously perched they are as the, as the financial center for the Middle East and Africa. They, they do not take it for granted. I can see that they're trying their best to reform uh, certain aspects of their corporation rules, such as imposing that 9% corporate tax. And watch this pace, income tax is coming. Coming. It's, it's not going to be soon, but it will come. 
as well as banking reform, the you know the the whole AML KYC process has definitely been strengthened in the past few years as it seeks to stay off the blacklist. They were on the blacklist for a while. They were on the gray list, but in order to stay in the good books of the OECD, they will do what it takes. And I think Dubai will be a hard act to beat. But you never know. It's not as firmly entrenched as Miami, but it's for the foreseeable future. I see Dubai. In Asia, well, you know, Hong Kong has lost its shine, but it still is the gateway to China. If it is that you do business in China, you know, a lot of people argue that you still need to go. So Hong Kong is still a place to be, still be launching that. Uh, but I don't know if you remember, for those who are old enough, 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 old enough to follow this debate for a while, there was a time when people were saying Malaysia and there were some port infrastructure projects taking place in Malaysia, and Malaysia is going to displace Singapore. And then I remember academic papers being written and circulated on Jakarta, and how Jakarta is going to displace Singapore, big Java in general, you know, the container capacity and all sorts of stuff. But again, it is about political stability, the rule of law, and that can-do business culture. And for those who have actually done business in Malaysia and tried to get things done in Malaysia and Indonesia, like, like we have, you know that Singapore is really, really a tough factory. The, the, this is not just about hard infrastructure, but there's soft infrastructure that, that especially around cultural, the can-do cultural part, parts of things that can-do culture. Yes, you can have the rule of law. Yes, you can have political stability. But if you don't have that can-do culture, it's not going to work for you. So for those who are, you know, that debate that, hey, you know, this such and such jurisdiction is the next Singapore. Mm, I don't know. I don't think I don't think any good money will, will follow that argument. If you're a promoter and you're trying to promote people to come to that jurisdiction, well, you know, you're trying to make a profit, you're running a business just like everybody else is. But if you're having a, a really honest discussion and an open conversation, I don't think so. So what is the takeaway? The takeaway is simple. If it is that you are truly location independent as an investor, as a business owner, take the opportunity, get your family, buy some train tickets and go see the world. Don't outsource that process. Take it in-house. Do it for yourself. Decide where you want to be. Explore your options. And then, of course, once you've made a decision, come talk to us about the tax planning and, and tax compliance side of things. My name is Darren Joseph, HGD.tax, and we we'll see you next time. So if you're a six, seven, or eight-figure investor, entrepreneur, or business owner who needs a tailor-made solution from a qualified team of professionals, we can help you achieve the international lifestyle, the freedom, and even the tax savings you're looking for. Visit us at htj.tax and live that international life.